Okay, okay. Tyler, well, it's really good to see you again. It's been a little while. Uh, the question that you were asking has uh, basically been asked before in that people get involved with the Dhamma. They want to have a meditation practice, and then as they're beginning to get some skills going, they recognize that no one around them knows anything about Buddhism, and they feel kind of lost. That's one of the reasons why we want to find some sort of community. Everybody's looking for some sort of meditation class or some uh, meditation sitting time uh, once a week, someplace or another, so that they could go and have some uh, community with other people. That that is, in fact, uh, one of the most important ingredients within Buddhism itself, that whole quality of community. And that's what the Sangha of monks was originally set up for. So that people could find very easy ways to live. They didn't have to worry too much about food because the Buddha himself was quite famous. And so anybody who was a follower of the Buddha didn't have too much trouble finding lunch. That in fact, most of the time, um, after uh, things got rolling, most of the time the Buddha didn't have to go out on Vendabhat because he had that many invitations that people would invite him to come to their house and to bring a number of monks with them. Sometimes it would be three or four, sometimes it would be 10, sometimes it would be 20. Um, that it looked like in time in the time of the Buddha uh, in India, the culture then was much more a generosity based model anyway, where people did give great big um, uh, banquets and suppers and anybody who wanted to come could come for the free food. This was what uh, Tannenbaum and uh, the old Northern European Christmas was all about of the gift giving. And the Christmas tree was all about that only a few people still had food in the deepest part of the winter. And so they shared it with the other people who would have possibly starved because there was no food left. So the whole quality of generosity has been a major part of our culture that has become monetized slowly over time that humans themselves are communal, they are social, or we are social animals is based upon our instinct. And that, um, that the, the whole quality of money need not be capitalism, it can be a, an easy way for people to share among themselves anyway. And so the whole quality of Sangha was there from the beginning and the Buddha understood that. And this is why the Sangha was started to give people a, a way of just coming and finding a way to hang out for the rest of their lives. And to, and to talk about something that's really wholesome, like the Dhamma, really wholesome, worthwhile talking about. Uh, 
And so the whole quality of the Sangha then can be said is, is that as we practice the Dhamma, we become friends with ourselves on the inside. We start nurturing ourselves. We stop being critical of ourselves. And then when we learn how to do that, or as we're learning how to do it, we can take it and put it with the outside so that we can become friends and community and cooperation and in Sangha with other people. There are friends. Everybody's a friend. No need for any enemies anywhere. Okay. But if you look at it from the uh, uh, capitalistic model, everybody who has money is your mark, your enemy. You got to go get some money someplace. And I don't care whether they're friends or not, so long as I get their money. And the more money I have, the more I think that way. And so it's very hard for a rich man to have real friends because the only kind of friends that he can get are the ones he's trying to get money from or the kind of people who want to get money from him because he's got so much. Right? And so our whole friendship system gets messed up when there's money involved with it. So uh, the question that you're coming to is, is that if, since that's the only game in town, how can we find the new way of doing it? And the answer to that is that there are many people who are now interested in the Dhamma, interested in uh, community, interested in Sangha. Let's start finding those people and making friends with them. Now, AA has a tradition and that is, is that when someone actually joins AA because they really do want to be finished with the alcohol, then one of the things that the AA recommends is, oh, well, you need a new set of friends. If you keep going back to the same friends that you had at the bar, they're going to get you to drink again with them. They're going to offer you bud, uh, booze and whatnot. So it's better to stay away from friends who want you to drink. If you're going to become dry, then you need to stay around people who are dry. This happens in everything. In other words, Christianity also, that if you're going to join a church, it's best to make that place your new home. I see. I think, and I think this has been like kind of the, the core of my question too. Is that you know I, I think something that I had thought before is like, well, I'll, I'll just have the you know the willpower to you know like uh, be present or whatever to be basically you know be mindful of my hindrances and overcome them. But then it's kind of almost starting to feel like that doesn't really even make sense almost, or that that model of thinking about it feels like a it is kind of a self-contradictory uh, where like if the, the 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 Dhamma is something that flowers and you're not really in control of it, like how could you will yourself to that point, I guess? And so I was kind of I was kind of feeling like I over the past couple of months, like, well, I need to quit this job or I need to like get out of this situation or like I need to kind of a. Uh, or I just need to like do something really drastic, but maybe kind of feel like, well, maybe I just need to put myself in a situation where it can happen to me rather than me forcing it. Right. That's the whole point about a growing budding Sangha. 
and we can look at it at several different levels. One of the levels of the Sangha or the, the noble Sangha uh, of monks is, is that if Westerners could find local temples and start to hang out there, go meet the abbot, have a time with him, uh, volunteer your time. One of the things that I know that's quite good is because the, uh, generally the abbots don't drive unless they really have to. They would prefer to be taken around, which is more the tradition that in fact in Thailand, none of the monks drive. Even riding a bicycle is looked down on. That in fact, uh, the, the changeover in the mentality has to do with in the time of the Buddha that the monks did not ride horses, nor did they ride in carts that were pulled by horses. Because you don't want to put that kind of work to the horse. So monks did, in fact, have some boats and canoes and that they used the canoes for water transportation. Now, fast forward to modern times, a car. Is that more like a boat or is it more like a horse-drawn carriage? If we think of it as a horse-drawn carriage, then that means it's a big no-no for monks to drive a car. What with oil and dead animals and all of that kind of stuff, it's got a point. But you could also see that an automobile is much more like a boat. But we're not really harming anyone when we have the boat. So this is the dichotomy within even in the Sangha, so that in the United States that some monks uh, because of the situation they're in, they have to drive. Other monks, because they don't have to drive, don't. Normally, the more senior monks don't. You could almost see it like this, that people who got a driver's license when they were young before they became monks then will continue to drive because they've got the driver's license. But if somebody became a monk without getting a driver's license and he never got a driver's license, so he never drives. Okay, so uh, the point that I'm making is, is that it would be very good for an average Westerner like yourself to get in touch with and become friends with the uh, abbot so that you can do things like chauffeur him around to places that he has to go when it's convenient for you to do that. And that'll give you an hour or so of, of good time with the abbot and other senior monks so that they can actually share the Dhamma with you. And so this is a really excellent way of uh, spending our time uh, instead of looking for love, let us say, in all the wrong places by looking for love the same place that everybody else is looking for and don't find it. It's better to go to a Sangha where people are of like-mindedness, and uh, there's literally hundreds of, of senior monks in the West who were trained in Asia and then got to be known that they were good monks, and so that's why they were gotten invited to the United States. That in fact, on one occasion, I was with a group of Cambodians who went shopping as part of the situation, about 30 of us came from um, White Greensboro in North Carolina to Cambodia to give out rice and to uh, to do some humanitarian things. But one small group of people were act actually out monk shopping. And I became part of that. 
And the point was, is that anybody who wanted to come to the United States was automatically scratched off the list. They wanted senior monks that they had to really work hard to get them to come to the United States because the Asians, they knew what they were looking for. They didn't want your average Joe Blow under five-year monks. They want the senior ones, the really good ones. And that's why there's so many good monks in the United States and in um, other places around in the Western world that the Westerners don't even know that they've got such a gold mine. <laughs> don't even know that it's there. Okay, and so this is part of the recommendation is is to spend time with people who have been Buddhists their whole lives, who are ordained and they know what they're talking about normally. So the second quality of that would be uh, all of the Westerners who have been, let us say, deeply involved with with uh, Buddhism and meditation and have met and been around these guys and so they do understand Sangha and so these are the guys in the second tier which would be then the ones that would be available to you on Skype on the uh, the Sangha calls there because we've got quite a group of people maybe 20 or 30 people who were beginning to really understand the quality of of the Sangha that when you say something all Buddhist and everything, everybody cheers. If you say something Buddhist and all in some restaurant, nobody's going to know what you're talking about. <laughs> and so these are the three levels then of Sangha. The really big level is um, go and find the, the Sangha uh, at, at various watts. The second one is to go find real Sangha online. And the third one then is you're going to have to go huff it. You're going to have to go build it yourself, which is the way that you've been trying to do it. Mm. And I'm saying that, no, a lot of that work that you're trying to do for yourself has already been done. Mm. That is part of a long ongoing process, but you just didn't know where to go find it. Yeah, and that's why I was happy, even though before I even you know asked my question, we were talking about the Open Sangha Foundation. And I was like, oh, well, this is kind of already the answer to my question already. So I was happy we were we were talked about that because I, I know I've that's kind of what I need to do. I've just been struggling finding the right outlets for it. And uh, so I'm really excited for that as well. Yes, yeah, so that was what I would recommend is, is that you uh, get in touch with people who want to find other people to get in touch with for that yeah just like um you, you could see what it would be like for someone who really found out that their drinking is a problem and they need to stop the problem which means to stop the drinking and yet everybody in town is drunk how are you going to find a way of stopping drinking if you can't find people who know how to not drink? Yeah. So that's a, a good example, but there's other examples, a lot of them, in fact. Uh, a good example would be the bachelor party. What is a bachelor party? That's the party that they have for the guy who is about to get married because they know that because he's going to be married now that he and his wife are going to find married friends to hang out with that the wife is not going to allow her husband to hang out with his old crowd of 
uh, friends, the bachelors. When you're married, you hang out with married men. Just like when you're a bachelor, you hang out with bachelors. When you're a drunk, you hang out with drinkers. When you don't drink, you hang out with those who don't. Mm -hmm. Right? So with that model, you can see that, wait a minute, what the Buddha is teaching is nothing spectacular. It's part of human nature. Yeah. It's human nature to go find the people who um, are of like minds so that we can benefit from their wisdom as well as they benefit from ours and we can help mutually uh, improve in our Dhamma practice. Rather than having to start at square one over and over again. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, this is what Sangha is all about, that friends. Let's make some friends. Let's make some friends on the inside with the Dhamma, and let's make some friends on the outside with people who know how to make friends with themselves on the inside. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Okay, well, I think I have my <laughs> I think I have my answer there. <laughs> Excellent. Well, I hope to see you on the Sangha then uh, on Skype soon enough. And also getting in touch with Keyshawn and uh, Parker. In fact, uh, the. Uh, the the join conversation last. Uh, item that I sent you. Mm -hmm. It's where they uh, you can get in touch with all of them. They're all a member of that particular group. That's the group that uh, is kind of the uh, work committee. Cool. That, that's that the yeah, the Skype group you sent me, right? Mm -hmm. Beautiful. All right. I'll I'll shoot them a message now. Um, but yeah, excited excited to get started. Thank you so much. I very much appreciate it. I'll be in touch with you soon, Tyler. All right. Bye, Dom Okay. Bye bye. bye.